Since their discovery in the mid-1800s, x-rays have been used by scientists in all kinds of ways. But x-rays from space are blocked by the Earth's atmosphere. So that's a bummer for astronomers. But NASA and the European Space Agency got together to build one of the most amazing instruments of its kind. And that's what we're going to talk about tonight. The Chandra X-ray Observatory. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing. Not because they are Three, easy, but because two, they are hard. One, zero, all engine running. Liftoff, we have a liftoff. Uh, Base here. The Hi and welcome back to Orbit at a Tilt. I am your host Adam Tilted. Tonight we're going to be talking about one of the members of the fleet of great observatories, the Chandra X-ray Observatory. And I've got some people here to say hi to. Hi Amy. Hi Paula. Thanks for stopping by. Fun to see you for the live show. Earlier in the week, I showed you um, an image that was a composite. This is a crab nebula. And this was put together from data from four different telescopes. Well, three, actually. Um, visual, optical, and slightly ultraviolet to near-infrared from Hubble. And then uh, X-ray from Chandra. Spitzer um, is showing the infrared. And we put all of that together and we see this detailed image. So tonight we're going to talk about the Chandra X-ray Observatory because it's pretty freaking amazing. I've got some cool pictures to show you. And, of course, this was a shuttle launch, so um, we're going to watch that. Uh, I love the shuttle. In order to detect x-rays, x-rays, first of all, are highly energetic, and they are created when something dramatic happens. Big explosion. Black hole. Uh black holes emit x-rays um and as i said the atmosphere blocks them from reaching the ground so we need to get high above the atmosphere in order to be able to detect these x-rays so the chandra x-ray observatory has a very unusual orbit it's very elliptical meaning it's not a circle at all it gets close to earth on one end and goes way out in fact it orbits at 200 times i mean sorry two wait is that right hold on i don't make sure because i almost yeah that's right 200 times higher than hubble um it's it at its furthest point, it's more than a third of the way to the moon. And that is to get it out of the way of anything from Earth that could potentially be causing any interference. 
um, it took a minute to get Chandra off the ground. And there were some problems. As I mentioned, it was launched on a space shuttle. It was Space Shuttle STS Mission 93, which was the Space Shuttle Columbia. The launch was scrubbed several times. Um, the first time was for weather. The second time, there were some um, problems in the display. Uh, hold on, let me see. And then there was a communications loss on the third attempt. Um, when they finally did get into orbit, there still was a problem. And they did not achieve the orbit that they had hoped for um, on the initial launch. But they were eventually able to get into the proper orbit and deploy the satellite. STS-93 was remarkable for a couple of reasons. Um, one, it was delivering the Chandra X-ray Observatory, which is the biggest and most powerful X-ray observatory ever. And it was also the first space shuttle crew to be led by a woman. Um, Eileen... Sorry, my notes got covered up. Her name... Uh, was Eileen Collins, the first space shuttle commander. That was a woman. So let's take a look at this launch. And uh, we're right at the point where they're, they're topping off the, the liquid hydrogen and they're about to remove the the cone. I'm going to pass through the system audio. Let me know how the volume is because um, I want you to hear the communication. Right, so with the entity on air to ground, PLT perform APU start. PLT start APU. NCDR reconfigure heaters. Heater reconfigure didn't work. Ground launch sequencer has terminated liquid oxygen replenished to the external tank and is initiating drain back. T-minus four minutes and counting. Final purge of the main engines is now starting. The main engine valves are being opened and being prepared for start. A profile test of the orbiter's aero surfaces has started. The orbiter flight control surfaces are being moved through a pre-programmed pattern to verify they are ready for launch and the three main engines will be gimbaled and positioned for launch. Okay, I'm gonna speed this up to the big moment. I know, Paula, I miss the fact that we don't launch anything anymore either, with people aboard, anyways. Okay, here's the retraction of the nose cone.
seconds away from launch. Chandra is the next of NASA's series of great observatories following the Hubble Space Telescope and the Compton Gamma Ray Observatory. Liquid hydrogen tank being pressurized for flight. Minus about, one minute and counting. I want you to listen. The issue Columbia happens will be about five on seconds after launch. And you'll inclination hear them to talk the equator. T minus forty-five seconds. Less than one minute away now from the ninety-fifth spatial launch. T minus thirty-five seconds. T-minus 30 seconds. 25 seconds. T-minus 20 seconds. T-minus 15. 12, 11, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3. We have a goal for engine start. Zero. We have booster ignition and liftoff of Columbia, reaching new heights for women in X-ray astronomy. Houston, Columbia is in the roll. We've got a fuel cell pH number one. Roger roll, Columbia. We're looking at. Columbia, Houston, we'd like AC bus sensors off. We're evaluating the fuel cell. So they, um, let me turn them down. Columbia, but... Roger that, Columbia. Looks like we had a transient on AC1. Columbia's now headed downrange, altitude 3.8 3 uh, miles. And as we hear, uh, all systems uh, okay. It looks like a sensor on board. Three engines throttling down, all at 67%. Columbia, Houston, we are critical to AC2 on the center engine, AC3 on the right. We've lost DCU-A on the center and DCU-B on the right. Copy that. And Columbia, Houston, you are go at throttle up. Columbia, go at throttle up. And all three engines are back at uh, full throttle. Okay, so what what happened was there was a voltage drop in one of the shuttle's electrical buses, and that made one, two one of the two redundant main controllers of the engines shut down on 
two of the three engines. I know that's confusing because there's a lot of redundancies, but um, it there it was just a sensor problem. There wasn't anything actually wrong with the equipment, uh, so they were able to get everything back back on line. Um, there actually no, I was wrong about that. There was a problem. With <laughs> there was a problem. Uh, there was a hydrogen leak in the number three engine nozzle uh, that was caused when a liquid oxygen post pin came out of the main injector during the main engine ignition, striking the hot wall of the nozzle and rupturing three liquid hydrogen coolant tubes. You know, can we just say for a minute how gutsy it is to hop on space shuttle? <laughs> I mean, I would have done it. I would have done it. Much to my husband's dismay, I would do, I would go, I would still go, but, whoa, I mean, the chances of something going wrong. And, you know, when things go wrong, they <laughs> go terribly wrong. Uh, so that was the launch. It did get into orbit. That was on, um, that was on July 23rd, 1999, of course, launching from Johnson Space Center in Florida. I'm going to show you some images uh, from the Chandra X-ray Observatory, but first I want to let's catch up on the night sky and see what's going on out there. Um, this is what it's looking like outside my house right now. So if you have a clear view of the um, western horizon, you may be able to catch Mercury. Uh, it's very low though so you'll have to you'll have to be quick um, Jupiter nice and bright and Saturn you can see here as well the moon is next oh sorry that was Antares Saturn is up here um, the moon is over here next to Mars closer to the south um, they'll be making a nice pair high in the sky um, the moon is nearing um, the first quarter, I think, or did we just pass it? First quarter was yeah on uh, Tuesday. First quarter was on Tuesday, so we're getting closer and closer to full moon. Um, get at the those telescopes, take a look at the moon. Um, you may be able to. Oh, sorry. I, thank you, Paula, for for correcting me. I get, you know what? I get those confused all the time, not because I don't know the difference, just because I get them confused for some reason. Yes, thank you for correcting that. The space shuttles launched from Kennedy Space Center in Florida um, at the same area where they launched. Sorry, I just had a little um, little computer error. Um, the same facility where they launched the Apollo era and where they are currently launching SpaceX now. So the same, same facility. Okay, so did you know that... Uh, I'm going to show you some images in a minute, but I also want to remind you that this is available as a podcast. You don't get to see the images, but if you uh, want to listen on your uh, commute, you can listen to the podcast 
wherever you stream your podcast. Just give a search for Adam Tilted and you should find it. I'll be posting those links to each of the podcast servers um, soon. Let's take a look at some images. Oh, I wanted to give you an update because Chandra was in safe mode. Uh, there was a problem and Chandra went into safe mode the other day and I didn't know why at the time, but now I do. So, um, I, let me show you the image of the spacecraft. Okay, the spacecraft is here. There are uh, there are these gyroscopes that move around and cause the spacecraft to move, and that's how it aims. And it has these little wheels that spin, build up momentum, and then um, that's how it it turns around and points. Uh, but there was a problem in one of those wheels, and that caused the momentum. The, it caused the computer to think the momentum was building up to a point where it shouldn't, and so it shut everything down in safe mode. Uh, Chandra is 19 years old. Um, you know, I just said it launched in 1999. Its original lifespan was five years. And it's been up there for 19 years doing science this whole time. So let's take a look at these um, these parts of this of the spacecraft. Of course, we have the solar panels, which is how it gets its power. Originally, there were going to be more mirrors uh, and to allow it to collect more light, but when NASA was restructured um, in the 90s, the they reduced the number of mirrors, so they had to compensate by attaining a higher orbit. Um, so there are four mirrors, and then there's a, a tube that goes down here, and at the end is the science module that processes the image. And let me show you what that looks like. The um, this is a an animation of the light going into the telescope. It really is amazing, Paula. The latest image from Chandra, now remember, Chandra is collecting x-rays, so these are not visible light. Uh, but it detected something that was interesting in this area of space here. And what you're seeing in the middle is the optical and infrared from Hubble, and then up the purple ones up near the top are the Chandra data. And notice that the um, this is over different amounts of time. So this is taken at one point, and then this one is taken later. And you can see that there are two sources of X-rays here, and then not so much here. One is fading, and 
what they've done is looked at this information with other Hubble information um, and have determined that it's similar to what they would expect if two pulsars or two neutron stars collided, something like this. Here is another set of images. This is the Perseus cluster. This is the Hubble data. This is the Chandra data. And this is the composite data. So the one of the things that I take away from this is that, you know, the Chandra and the Hubble are each amazing instruments on their own. But when we put the when we put them together, so much better. I think that's true for a lot of things in life. Um, you know, if we if we find the right tools and use them together in the right ways, we can get some really amazing results that unlock some secrets that we didn't even know were there. All right. Um, that is pretty, that's it for the Chandra X-ray Observatory. I will be talking about the other observatories in the fleet of great observatories um, uh, in the coming weeks, including Hubble, Compton, and Spitzer. Um, in the meantime, make sure that you share this with your friends. Uh, Look for the podcasts and don't forget to look up and enjoy the night sky. Okay, until I see you again, have a great night.